Welcome to Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about the agony and the glory of biblical counseling. I'm so thankful. We have a special guest here on the podcast today, uh, my good friend, Dr. Stephen Yule. Uh, Stephen was a pastor here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for a number of years, Uh, went back to Toronto where he served in a Bible college and seminary, and is now back here right in Fort Worth uh, serving as the professor of pastoral theology and spiritual formation at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, So Stephen, thank you so much for being with us today. It's my pleasure. Good to be with you. Well, this is an intriguing title, uh, Conformity to Christ, The Agony and Glory of Biblical Counseling. And uh, maybe we just start off uh, just with a, a curiosity question. Where did you get this title from? Yeah, I have lifted it straight out of uh, Paul's epistle to the Galatians, uh, chapter 4, somewhere around verse 19, verse 20. Paul inserts a, a most interesting phrase as he's lamenting over the Galatians and their their departure, if you like, from the sole sufficiency of Christ. And he he's pleading with them, and in the midst of it, he declares, I am in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. So we catch a glimpse of Paul's ministry as he himself defines it, and he points to two realities there. Firstly, I am in the anguish of childbirth, And so agony, literally, until Christ is formed in you, glory. It's a great way, I think, to to view the ministry of the Apostle Paul, agony and glory of his ministry. It's a great way to view pastoral ministry in general. Both elements certainly apply. And I think there's something there for us as biblical counselors to wrestle with these concepts of what it means, agony and glory. Uh, As we engage in biblical counseling, discipleship, teaching, whatever the case might be. Yeah, well, that is an intriguing phrase, and, and you're right. I and mean, we want to try to derive all of our theology, all of our practical theology from the text itself, and, and that's going to direct our expectations, how we view the practice of caring for others. And, yeah, those two, those two contrasting uh, ideas, anguish, glory, uh, certainly encompass what ministry can look like. So why do you think Paul is in anguish, and, and how is his experience related to the task of biblical counseling? Yeah, I think there's, you know, we have to look at it from a couple of different angles. Uh, firstly, the anguish, the agony, is, uh, is caused by the prevailing circumstances, conditions among the churches of Galatia. I mean, they are struggling. There are false teachers they are being drawn away from the Lord Jesus. So, I mean, we're, we're seeing into a pastor's heart, a man who is perplexed over the spiritual condition of, uh, of churches he planted, uh, individuals he saw come to faith in the Lord Jesus. So that is, that is one element, certainly. But I think he's actually conveying a reality that is true of his ministry in general. Um, he recognizes that... Uh, in ministry, we are seeking to be used of the Lord to bring about meaningful transformation in the lives of others. And at times, that entails difficulty, downright agony on our part. There is a cost involved. And I think that is what Paul is hinting at. I am in the anguish of childbirth. And so he is anticipating something. He's anticipating something wonderful and beautiful. 
But uh, there is a process to get there that he must go through. And he knows whether it be the cost of time or energy, uh, whether it's suffering, opposition, all sorts of things we could add to the list. He recognizes that this is part and parcel of what he wants to see happen in the lives of others. I think that's an extremely important lesson for us as biblical counselors, is recognizing that there is a cost. Uh, There is a, a cost commitment. There is, as I've already referenced, a cost in terms of time and energy. There is a cost as we stand by at times and we see cause and effect and the consequences of of what we might call poor, unbiblical decisions. Uh, There is a a suffering as we come alongside people. There is a shared uh, burden carrying. And I think it's important for us to recognize that, not just in biblical counseling, but Christian ministry in general, that the way to the crown is through the cross. And following in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus, following the example of the Apostle Paul, um, we can expect and anticipate hardship. Yeah, those are good reminders. And again, you know, we're trying to go to the text and say, what what are our expectations in ministry? What does it look like? And what's normal? And and when you think of Galatians, you think of one of the uh, most troublesome letters that Paul mm-hmm. writes to a, a series of churches that were in trouble, abandoning the gospel. Um, and so, just to be reminded that that the anguish, the difficulty that you're describing from this text is is normal ministry mm-hmm. and uh, we anticipate good things but we recognize that the, the path is often difficult and, and full of uh, challenges along the way so okay so now talk about the other phrase it's the agony and the glory of biblical counseling why is conformity to Christ as Paul articulates it in this verse why mm-hmm. is that the chief end of what we're trying to do in biblical mm-hmm. counseling and just Christian ministry in general well here's the good part right um, you know, Paul employs what is a very powerful image. I am in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Because as you know, I know, um, our sisters, I think, will give us some latitude here. Uh, the childbirth process is difficult, and yet the pains associated with childbirth are always anticipatory. It's anticipating something wonderful anticipating something glorious. And that's what Paul is identifying. Yes, I'm in the agony of childbirth, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, but he is anticipating a birth. He's anticipating something spectacular. And he himself defines that for us, conformity to Christ. This is the great end. In biblical counseling, are we trying to solve problems? Sure, I guess in one way. Okay, I'm comfortable with that statement as long as we qualify it a little bit. Are we help, wanting to be used to help people put lives back together? Certainly. Are we trying to bring about reconciliation? Definitely. Do we want people to deal with sins? Certainly. And yet, in actual fact, all of these are secondary. The great impetus in ministry and in biblical counseling is the glory of God and the glory of God as seen when individuals are conformed to the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're laboring for, ultimately. And when that happens, baby steps or huge leaps and bound, it is glorious. And it makes the agony, we soon forget the agony of childbirth. When we see that kind of change, and when we see the Lord working in that kind of way. 
No, that's so helpful to remember the goal, to remember the chief end of what we're trying to do. So, so flesh that out a little bit. What does it mean to be conformed to Christ? What are we aiming at personally? What are we aiming at in ministering to other people? Well, I think Paul has given us the clues in the epistle in its entirety. And I narrow it down really to four chief areas or four chief ways in which we are to be conformed to Christ. The first is this, the most obvious, we are to be conformed. And this is what we are looking for in a counseling context. We are looking for people to be conformed to Christ's death. As Paul says earlier in the epistle, chapter 2, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. That is what we're after, is in our own lives and certainly in the lives of others, conformity to Christ's death and to have that kind of attitude then when it comes to sin, when it comes to uh, the world's temptations, that we recognize that in Christ we are dead men walking, that we have been crucified with Christ positionally, we have been buried with Christ. And that, as Paul exhorts in Romans chapter 6, is how we are to approach sin. We are now to consider ourselves to be dead to sin. And emphasizing that in a ministry context, a counseling context, is of utmost importance. I mean, a second follows on it closely, being conformed to Christ's death, we are to be conformed to his life. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer a high who live, but Christ who lives in me. Well, how did Christ live? Well, he could declare, I have not come to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And he's taught us to pray the very same thing. Our Father who is in heaven, right? Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. That's what it is to be conformed to Christ's life. It is to bring every sphere of our existence and to make it captive to the word of God and the will of God. And thirdly, we can add to it, we are to be conformed to Christ's uh, suffering, right? That uh, he endured great hardship here on earth. He walked among us, lived in a fallen world, and experienced uh, manifold afflictions. And he has told us that we are to pick up our cross and to uh, deny ourselves and to follow him. And so you see just how important these three are in a counseling context. This is what we're trying to bring about. Uh, We want people to be conformed to Christ's death especially when it comes to sin and temptation, conform to his life in terms of bringing decision-making and choices, making them captive to the word of God, conform to his suffering and recognizing that living in a fallen world, sojourning in this world at times entails suffering, and yet uh, suffering is the path to glory. And then fourthly, we are to be conformed to his character. And I don't know if this is the most important of the four, but it is a beautiful capstone that uh, because we have died with him and buried with him and raised with him, this precious reality, as Paul reminds us in Galatians 5, that the Spirit is now producing in us, reproducing in us that character which was first so beautifully manifested in the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. Uh, The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, Oh, remind me of the rest. How does it go? Kindness, Kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, faithfulness, self-control. Self-control. That's the Lord Jesus. And to be conformed to his likeness is to have that fruit which was so wonderfully displayed throughout his earthly ministry 
now made manifest in us by the same Holy Spirit who dwelt in him. And so as Paul anticipates that, that glorious outcome, he recognizes, yeah, it's difficult getting there. And so he utters that tremendous statement, yes, I am in the agony, the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. That's a, that's a glorious goal to have before us. And those four ends in particular to always bring with us to a counseling context. No, that's so helpful. It, it gives us paths of pursuing conformity to Christ mm-hmm. that we're not trying to just focus on one dynamic, whether it's character or suffering, but to see the fullness of the paths that Scripture reveals as we seek to minister to our brothers and sisters to the end that we would all be more conformed to our Savior. So, so helpful. Uh, Stephen, thank you for being with us and for uh, the insight, uh, this intriguing phrase, the agony and glory of biblical counseling. Um, What a great reminder uh, in what we're doing in ministry to others. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Counsel the Word. If this topic has sparked your curiosity, I want to encourage you to get a hold of Stephen's book called The Fullness of Time, Paul's Epistle to the Galatians. Uh, this would be a really helpful resource uh, to learn more about uh, the letter to the Galatians and particularly uh, this idea of the agony and the glory of biblical counseling. So again, uh, Stephen has written a book just coming out this year, The Fullness of Time, Paul's Epistle to the Galatians. And for more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, you can visit us on our website at thecbcd.org.